This is FTRD. Yes, yes, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's a brand new year, 2021. How are you guys doing? We are back again, FTRD, the podcast with the main people that is always with us every single week. I know we have been skipping a couple of episodes because we are busy with uh, preparation for the brand new year. Work has been com- uh, has been crazy for myself, for Yas, and also for Fear. But nevertheless, we are back again uh, on a brand new episode. If you uh, have been following us, this is episode 6 of FERD, the podcast. Let me talk less and bring two of my partners in, Yas and Fear. How are you guys doing? It's a brand new year. I am so happy yeah, to be back. Uh, go ahead, yeah, please. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. May 2021 not be like 2020. Although it's starting to be like 2020. <laughs> you know, I've been, I've, been, I've been saying this. It's quite hilarious. 2021 is like almost 2020 part two. Because yeah, of V2. The whole, um, V2, the whole Trump riots. And you oh, know, the fact man. that COVID hasn't totally disappeared. Now we have a new mutated strain. Uh, oh, it's, it's, been, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Uh, but... I think there's still a lot. Uh, it's still better than it was, I guess, when when COVID first started. So I'm hoping for definitely the best in 2021 for all of you. Uh, you know, for us as a group, also, you know, with FTRD, definitely. How about you, Fair? How's the 2021 so far? 2021 has been busy uh, with oh, work. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, but at the same time, you know, 2021. Hopefully, you know, like Yase, uh, it will turn out better than 2020. Of course, now with the COVID situation, we have vaccines being rolled out all over the That's world. It. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, you know, we start to see recovery days, you know, after Q2. Yeah, I'm man. pretty excited. Uh, yeah, pretty excited for that as well because our Prime Minister was actually the first person in Singapore who actually got vaccinated. So kudos to Mr. Uh, Lee Sien Long. Thank you so much for <laughs> taking the shot for us. Uh, and let's see if it works for everyone as well. Are you guys excited uh, to be vaccinated? Because I know there are some people who said that or read online that uh, it's not safe, but also a few others said that it is ready for everyone to take. So what do you guys think? I will take it though. I think I think the the risk is worth it. You know, um, for me, you know, nothing is almost ever perfect. But mm-hmm. I think I think what people understand that people people are a bit worried because you know usually a vaccine takes like you know five six years for it to yep. completely develop. They managed to do this in one year. But what people don't understand, like you know, the work that is done here was actually extension of the work that was done for you know the the previous SARS or the MERS viruses because yep. these are all the same family of viruses. So. I have faith that you know that that uh that, that, that we and, and it shows that you know there are there are instances that that people have reco- people have actually seen it to be successful. So yeah, man, just go for it, man. I think I think we should uh we should do our best to get all of us uh, you know vaccinated. That, that would literally kill the virus uh, a lot faster. Hit immunity will happen, and then I think the next thing that I want to do really is to travel. So. Yeah, I want everyone to take the vaccine so you all can travel, man. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. How about yeah. how about yourself here? What do you think? I mean, traveling is part of our life, you know, most of our lives. And I think definitely, you know, the whole travel industry will change thanks to COVID. And, you know, I'm not surprised that we are required to be vaccinated first before we can enter, you know, different countries around the world. I think the misconception about this vaccine is people think that it's actually a cure. But I think people should understand that this is just a preventive measure. It's to prevent COVID from spreading. And it's not an actual cure for COVID. So, you know, I would encourage, you know, Singaporeans, you know, to, you know, just get get vaccinated, you know, be safe, you know, especially if you're staying with the elderly, you know, it's better to get yourself protected. Yeah, man. And I'm pretty excited uh, to see what's going to happen this year, 2021. Uh, our neighboring country, uh, Malaysia, is in a lockdown currently. And yeah. uh, it's it's... I'm not saying that it's sad, but it, it shows that we have we still have a long way to go. And yep. I mean, the first country that I really want to visit is Malaysia because yeah. I have so many friends there. Uh, I cannot wait for the borders to be open, but we still have to wait. Uh, the vaccines are 
I think it's in Malaysia, Indonesia, and Southeast Asia as well. I saw it uh, in the news that Indonesians are taking them as well. Currently, 627,000 people has already been vaccinated in Indonesia. Uh, but Malaysia, man, I, I really cannot wait. You guys miss Malaysia, man. Just go in and to makan. I miss that so much. A lot of yeah. people miss the petrol, miss the supermarket, <laughs> <laughs> miss the low cost items. <laughs> but I tell yeah, you, yeah. Friend, the Malaysians, Malaysia themselves is reeling. I think it's a hit, definitely hit, big hit in tourism. You know, uh, especially for Joe and KL. You know, we Singaporeans, we spend a lot of time in Malaysia, not just for friends, but also to do, you know, just almost the daily items that we used to do. Like That's I know right. my in-laws, you know, they spend a bomb you know, every month, you know, just, you know, driving to... To, uh, to JB and doing their groceries and stuff like that. So I think there's so many, uh, my, my old parents do that. So there's so many like, you know, uh, you know things that we, we, we always do, not just from a holiday perspective, just on a daily perspective, like a monthly perspective that we're not able to do in, in Malaysia. So yeah, man, definitely. I'm hoping, I'm hoping definitely that that, that, that the borders go, go, go up soon. But you know, another, another country I'm really missing in Thailand, you know, Bali, I really miss oh, yeah. you know, oh, stuff man. like that, you know. Because uh, I think, I think the thing about us, right, like, for Malaysians, right, like, you know, when they had their issue, when, when, when they, like, Malaysia, Thailand, all, they actually, people can, at one point in time, travel within the, within exactly. the right, they can, yeah. they, like, Malaysian, PL can go to Penang, or from people in Jakarta can go to, to Bali, or something like that, you know, at one point in time, it was possible for a lot of these people, yeah. so, you know, they had their outlets in Singapore, where are we going to travel to, Sentosa, Durong, <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, I think that's, that's the one, one of the problems, I guess, you know, living in, in Singapore is like, you know, end to end is 45 minutes. Like, literally, it's yeah. not, it's not, there's not many things you can explore. I think I've been to like Jurong Dog Park a few <laughs> times already, I've been to Su a few times already, uh, yeah. been to like, you know, Marina Bay Sands, Kali, the Flower Dome, you know, how many times already. Like, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of all that shit. I want to get out of Singapore. <laughs> that's, that's what I really want to do. Yeah, I, but one I, thing is, uh, yeah, go ahead. Fair. I think most people actually miss traveling to JB, you know, like like the teenagers or people around my age and around age, you know, like, you know, yeah. sometimes weekends we just... Is that for making me look, look feel old, huh? Yeah. You know, just, just going, uh, entering JB over the weekends, you know, have a nice meal with your friends, you know, and then, you know, some, like, the more family-oriented ones, you know, they tend to head to Batam over the weekends. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, this these two these two states, you know, are actually quite. We we really miss going into this this these two places. I agree. Some I families agree. go to Batam. Some people go and meet their families. And their, yeah. their outside families in Batam also. <laughs> 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 Batam is. Like... <laughs> I mean, I mean, besides besides missing the traveling and how much we can't travel as far as uh, our friends in Malaysia can, uh, it's it's really positive to see that uh, most of our friends are taking up like uh, cycling. You guys, do you guys mm. see that? Like suddenly yeah. the the hype for cycling, it's yeah. so high. I mean, that is positive to see that everyone is exercising, for yeah. a fact. Yeah. And it's really, really great to see that everyone is keeping themselves uh, occupied in these uh, hard times. Lah. I mean, it's not as hard, but uh, keeping themselves uh, occupied. Before we actually proceed and talk about what we expect to happen in 2021, be it gaming, being, uh, be, it, uh, tech, be it tech talks, be it anything else. So uh, maybe Abang Yas, you can, you can uh, start it off for us. What are we here for for this episode? What are we going to talk about? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I think we, we had a discussion. I think it'd be good, I guess, you know, to look forward to 2021, you know, and try to yeah. understand, you know, you know, within the worlds that, that we know. So whether it's gaming, whether it's esports, and whether it's technology or content creation, you know, uh, what is, uh, what is, you know, what in our mind would be something to look up for in 2021. So I think uh, all of us have roughly about three you know, things, uh, three topics or three I different have things. Have I may have to, yeah. We may have to, some I have to. It doesn't matter, you know, some I have four, some I have five. It really doesn't matter. You know, I think it's just a matter of, you know, us having a conversation about it. And, you know, uh, it'd be good to know, though. You know, it'd be good to, to kind of see, you know, what we, what, what, because uh, I think uh, just to kind of recap 2020, when it comes to gaming, I think 2020, if there's one industry that was affected positively, you know, through COVID, it was actually gaming. You know, yeah, um, I agree. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, from what I know, you know, uh, gaming spends uh, are at an all-time high. 
gaming engagement are at an all-time high gaming sales are at all-time high um you know uh, i mean if you i mean look at just ps5 for example and people everyone's trying to get a cop uh, trying to get a a set and no one can actually get a console except except one percent you know which is just below me um, yeah she has it <laughs> uh, yeah you know um so i'm a bit jealous uh, you know being spawners but never mind it's okay um my time will come but you know it's it's i think there's a huge demand you know at one point in time switch you know went from a 400 300 console on carousel into like 800 console on carousel so you know uh gaming definitely benefited from covid in some ways so i think whether whether that will change you know whether the increase you know in hype increase in usage you know whether that will kind of follow on could be some things that we talk about and within gaming itself because of this growth you know what are things for for people to kind of look up for i think that's what we're going to discuss today um yeah. should be fun uh and and yeah so maybe who's going to start man who got i've already done the intro so i think it, it looks like fair is going to start man so you go fair then round and me and you can go from there okay so uh, the first topic that we want to touch on you know what uh are we going to see in 2021 uh, for me, you know, I will talk more on the esports uh, aspects. Um, so, you know, recently, I think late last year, or was it in October, November? So, uh, Riot Games actually released a um, new mobile game, you know. Uh, for those who play League of Legends, yes, uh, League of Legends is by Riot Games. Um, so, they actually released a mobile version. It's called Wild Reef. So, this is uh, going to be a very big mobile game and I think it's going to blow up all over the world. I think currently it's only available in Asia. I think they have yet to release uh, for the rest of the world. Uh, so, for those of you who play Mobile Legends, you know, uh, I think Mobile Legends sort of follow the League of Legends concept, you know. But, you know, it's nice to see, you know, Riot uh, actually coming up with the actual League of Legends, the mobile version. And... You know what i foresee is that you know this game is definitely going to replace uh mobile legends probably they, they will probably start by this year you know, and uh, riot you know actually announced you know the esports league for wild reef uh i think a few weeks back and it looks really really interesting uh we have big teams you know like team secret you know for those of you who watch dota you should have heard of team secret so team secret is actually organizing a trial you know, for people to be drafted to play for Team Secret. And so this is, considering that this is one of the big teams in the world, you know, uh, you know, making a trial for players, uh, we should see, you know, some other teams doing that as well. Um, it's going to be interesting. Definitely, I think the scene will start to grow very fast in, in our region, especially Southeast Asia, uh, because I think the number of mobile gamers in our country, in Singapore, yeah. Malaysia, and Indonesia, is huge uh, compared to the rest of the world. Uh, so honestly, we are really, I myself, looking forward you know, to, to, to see this. Uh, it's definitely better graphics than Mobile Legends. Uh, and, you know, the gameplay is so much different. Uh, and, you know, the best part is it's free. So definitely, you know, we will get lots of people playing. And I think the good thing about, you know, League of Legends you know, is the animation you know, where it will attract young kids. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, young kids, you know, when they see this kind of thing, they get fascinated. Even now, you know, like Mobile Legends, I see probably school kids playing, you know, after school. Yeah. You know, they, they play with, with their friends. So, you know, I think Wild Reef will grow at a faster rate compared to Mobile Legends. I you know, what do you think, Yas? No, I think it's it's it's, a, it's definitely a fair point. I worked a little bit on the Wild Reef campaign, you know, for Korea. And I think what we really saw is that you know, I think I think it took a while. I think for Riot to actually finally come up with their own. I know in many ways, and some people might not like me for and Mobile Legends is literally just a ripoff of League of Legends. You know, it wasn't. You know, in, in, you know they 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 just identified that you know League of Legends was so popular and there wasn't a, a mobile port for it. So they were first to market, and and that was their their I would say their benefit. You know, but now with Valve, and I think one thing I like is that you know they don't they didn't just create just a port. You know, it was, it's really a brand new game, you know, uh, that is actually optimized for mobile. And you're right, you know, mobile in Southeast Asia is out of this world. Another market that, that I think uh, Wild Rift can really, really go big on is actually India. Because India has the almost the biggest mobile, you know, market around. Like Free Fire is now the biggest game there. You know, but Mobile Legends could be something that also, uh, sorry, uh, Wild Rift could also be, be one of those bigger games uh, that's going to happen. Uh, 
I definitely am very excited to see the you know, the esports aspects of it. You know how fast it grows because Mobile Legend is pretty it's pretty uh, has been pretty much uh, you know dominating you know the, the the local and also the Asian scene when it comes to the esports. So I think if uh, it'd be interesting to see how Wild Rift combats that. But then if there's any company that knows how to do that well, it's definitely Riot because Riot has uh, has uh, they were one of the first few people, first few companies to really bring you know, uh, esports leagues to prominence. Uh, and I think uh, they have definitely the the right uh, capabilities to kind of build up, you know, the esports section of the game. Um, just one last thing on that is, uh, it'd be also interesting to kind of see, you know, uh, the streaming aspects of it. Uh, one of the issues about mobile games is that, you know, Twitch doesn't totally support mobile games as much. You know, you're seeing a lot more, you know, Facebook. And then because with, with, uh, with, there's a lot of Facebook streams on things like uh, like like uh, Mobile Legends. I, I want to see whether you know that could also kind of fly as as the game gets more popular. You see more you know popular uh, like people like Solos or something like that. You know start really uh, you know playing Wild Rift instead of Mobile Legends. I think the war is something that's, that's going to be quite exciting to see in 2021 because Mobile Legends definitely have a foothold. You know it's uh it's it's, it's see whether they can actually. Uh, we stand the onslaught, you know, from Riot, you know, in terms of getting popularity, in terms of getting market share. But it's exciting times when, if you're esports mobile uh, gamer, or if you want to, if you're, you're, if if you're looking to be in, uh, to join uh, an esports in the mobile mobile gaming scene, there's so many games, you know. Uh, but this also probably uh, signifies the end of games like AOV, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's probably that this is almost like the death death nail for for AOV. Uh, which yeah. has been a popular game, you know, for so many years, uh, with Wild Rift coming into the free. Yeah, what do you think about that, though? The death of AOV. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think yeah. I mean, AOV definitely in terms of the number of players, it's not as huge as ML. Uh, yeah. for Mobile Legends, you know, but you know, like what you said, you know, like the introduction of Wild Rift will slowly, you know, uh, you know, attract more players from these two games. Uh, of course, you know, as I mentioned, AOV is not that popular because I think there's a lack of competition all around the world. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Wild Rift is under Riot and Riot is such a big gaming uh, company in the world. Uh, you know, I was just reading through the website, you know, they are actually going to start their first tournament uh, this April, which is in three months time. So really looking forward to it. Okay, cool. So you know, on the topic of you know, like streaming and you know, in, like, like you know, this are this probably one of the big games that people are going to stream in twenty twenty one. Rao, maybe you want to talk a little bit about your what you might think you know would happen within the streaming world. Wow, I mean, uh, it's tremendously growing. Uh, because a good example, like we have, like my friends who are in the rap scene, who are in the world of entertainment, uh, beginning to. Put their legs into the pothole, I guess. Uh, like one of those, uh, one of them is a uh, young Raja, a very popular uh, rapper in Singapore who is signed to Def Jam, uh, Def Jam Southeast Asia, uh, and he uh, actually called me up and he asked me to help him up to set up his streaming uh, setup, basically. So what he's doing currently is streaming on Twitch. But he is still looking for the right game for himself. But he is a huge fan of Spider-Man. We've been watching him uh, stream uh, for three episodes on Spider-Man. And his crowd or his followers are enjoying themselves watching him uh, game. And at the same time, uh, share his thoughts about the game and also about him being in the entertainment industry. Because in I think this is the only platform where the fans have the chance to actually speak to who they look up to or who they listen to on Spotify or whatsoever, right? So we also created uh, his very own, uh, what do you call this? Um, Discord community. Uh, yeah. So he has his own Discord community where all of his fans, we started out with just 40 people and Abang Yas is part of the community as well. He is our our sponsor as well, who's been uh pushing the the uh what's this uh the Discord uh, community as well, Stambi community, where we started with forty followers. Now we have more than 
300 followers in a just three days with look at that it's crazy for 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 a rapper who has no uh knowledge in gaming just like me i started out when this covid thing started and how i i managed to learn and gain knowledge from not only the both of you but also uh from other uh people who started streaming at the same time as me so i think yeah. 2021 is going to be interesting because people more people would want to partake in this live streaming uh experience because not only that they can only promote their branding they can also share what they love online yeah. i have a few other friends not only doing gaming they want to do makeup tutorial they want to do like a good example is uh chef bob chef mm-hmm. bob is doing his live cooking on tiktok so that yeah. is another interesting experience for people to actually follow the uh, the uh, the uh, celebrities that they look up to online and i am really looking forward to because before we actually started this uh uh this live stream today right i was just watching through youtube and watching my friends in malaysia uh beat kimi kimo a rapper luka sekta a producer they are actually getting themselves into the gaming world and live stream so We have so many friends out there who are like getting involved in this thing, and I cannot wait to see how 2021. This is only the beginning, guys. Uh, we still have a few more months to go, and we can yeah. see like all of these comedians from Malaysia. Uh, I know uh, Johan. You know Johan, the comedian, right? Yep. He is to court as well, and he streams. So yeah. it's really ex- I'm really excited to see who else will get uh, involved into this. But yes, I think you have the same topic as me. Maybe you can expand a little bit more about what I've just shared. Yeah, I think I think 2020 one of the biggest things that happened was you know Logic signing onto Twitch, T-Pain signing onto Twitch, two extremely very very popular musicians, you know. And the best part is that you know when when we talk about live streaming, it might not just be purely gaming. Although they do game though, like Twitch, like I'm seeing T-Pain playing games like Rust. It's not very, very popular among us, which also was a very very popular game. Um, the right now the the record from concurrent view concurrent viewers is actually at two million plus by a Spanish uh, by a Spanish Twitch streamer. But before his before the record was broken, the person that held the record was actually AOC Alicia uh, Oceana. Cortez, yeah, I hope I got the name right. She's a she's a very famous politician in New York, uh, very yes, young, yes. among us, and she had that he had that record for us for about a few months. So it's crazy that someone who that that was her first stream ever on Twitch. So it's crazy that someone who technically doesn't have any you know uh, uh, you know I I I idea uh, any background in gaming, but she kind of broke those kind of records. Even yeah. when when Ninja held that record, he did held the record because Travis Scott and Drake was playing Fortnite with him. So I think that's the star power that people bring. I think what 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 they're realizing is that the gaming audience now is so big, right? That is actually encompassing everyday people. Like so, they are realizing that hey, there's no such a, a music fan actually loves to watch games too, you know, and vice versa. So there's always that overlap. So I think that's why you know they are, they, are, they they can build their brand you know on a gaming platform a lot easier than most. Uh, I've been very very uh, I mean, but what I love is that. When while they while they show them playing games, the exciting parts is like you no know, one. Why I follow T Pain so much is that he shows because as a person who loves music also, he shows the process of making music, you know, yeah. on Twitch. So he's actually created a Twitch album, like a whole uh, album of beats that is actually freely uh, used freely to everyone. No no uh, DMCA takedown and stuff like that. You know, for everyone, and he did it all live on Twitch, and he did it with. Uh, the fans that they're actually watching him, so yeah. I think it's definitely that you're gonna see a lot of you know popular people with really strong brand names. They're trying to expand their brands into the gaming world because the gaming audience is a very 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 lucrative audience for many people. It's an audience that is very untapped. It's an audience that's very loyal. If you look at just I say like look at Discord within within three days, the engagement that we've gotten you know in that Discord channel for for young Raja is out of this world. You know, I think he's probably never had that kind of engagement, even on Instagram. Because Instagram is like, oh, I, I, I maybe like and comment, and that's about it. Like these are people are actually having like side discussion, showing off memes, lah. You know, uh, yeah. showing old videos of him, stuff like that. 
those are things that you know you probably never get in anywhere. And gaming audiences are like this, and I think gaming audiences are also kind of built from young. They kind of you know trained from young to use Discord in that specific way because that's how you know gaming communities are being built. So I love the fact that you know that two worlds is colliding: the mainstream versus and and the gaming audiences, uh, which is I always knew that was going to happen because you look at companies like Razer, you look at companies like huge, huge companies that are now public listed. They like, like Razer is almost becoming like the Google of gaming. You know where mm -hmm. they actually in where they have their their hands in every single part of you know from B two B to B two C. So it's exciting, definitely, to see all this these two worlds kind of merging. And you know, artists live streaming on Twitch is actually a great example of that. Yeah, man. Maybe fair. You have any uh, thoughts about this? What do you think? Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, this thing is booming. Yeah. It's also you know uh one of the wonders of COVID. You see? Like COVID really changed the world so much, and this is one of the good things which came out from it. Um. Oh, like I think you know celebrities, you know, doing live stream, you know, coming up, you know, I think it's a good thing for them as well. You know, it's a good time for them to connect with their fans. Uh, it's good for the fans as well. You know, who gets uh, you know, to know more about their favorite artists, their idols. Um, it's not only in Singapore. You know, like I think the DJs from Europe and US has started this early this year. You know, they had to do live streaming. You know, and then we have some of the DJs. As well, you know, who started gaming, even soccer players like Sergio Aguero, who is yeah. streaming right now, yeah. Uh, Neymar like, also, Neymar, Neymar also is doing bits on yeah. the court, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, they are huge superstars, so you know, uh, they will naturally, you know, get lots of followers, you know. Uh, in Singapore, you know, like uh, my friend uh, Joking Gomez as well, he started like a few months back. Uh, he didn't know how to stream, you know, but he, I think he read up a lot online. Oh, and he's been streaming like three to four times a week and he's been doing really, really well. And it's also nice to see, you know, he gets to interact with his fans, you know. And the good thing, you know, uh, about doing uh, live stream, especially when you're playing games, you know, like as an artist, you know, you get to play games with your fans. And, you know, a lot of fans, you know, will feel very touched, you know, very happy, especially, you know, those younger kids, you know, like some of these kids look up to, to them. Uh, so it's really nice, you know, to actually, you know, put a smile on all their faces and hopefully, you know, uh, we, we will start to see more artists doing this. Definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, right. Okay, uh, I yes. think I, yeah, so another, I'm, I'm going to shift, shift gears, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty like, uh, so there's no like no swift transition from one topic to the other. My topic is about the thing that I'm extremely passionate about, which is FIFA. So my prediction, my bold prediction is that FIFA uh, esports will actually grow even bigger, but the game will get even worse. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the esports part will get bigger. You know, the, the, the engagement around FIFA will get huge. You know, people are going to, there'll be even more money, you know, flowing into FIFA as an esports, but the game will still be shit, if I'm being super honest. Um, and I, my other, you know, side uh, prediction is that Anders Vergang, will be the best FIFA player ever in the history of FIFA. And if anyone don't know who Anders Bergan is, he's the 14-year-old guy. Uh, he's 14 years old. He's from Denmark, if I'm not wrong. He's, uh, he's currently uh, on Weekend League, which is the competitive mode you know, within FIFA itself. It's a very tough, uh, tough, uh, tough uh, group of games. So you've got to play 30 games during the weekend. Uh, his current record is 3-9-0 and 0. So he's technically uh, been unbeaten for, I count it was 11 weeks, right? Is it no? 13 weeks, sorry. 13 sure. weeks. He's been unbeaten for 13 weeks, yeah. Um, and he streams. He's actually now one of the biggest uh, Twitch streamers for FIFA because he streams all these games. Uh, and yeah, he does it even on stream. That's even more crazy if you think about it. And while he's known to abuse specific mechanics, I am absolutely amazed by how he plays. He is literally one of the most talented FIFA players. The only thing is whether he can actually bring those talents to a live event, because I think the whole ideology of a live event is very different. But I think in the comfort of his room, because of COVID, he's unbeatable. And what people don't know, what people might not know is that he's beaten, I think, a couple of world champions already. So he's beaten the likes of Gorilla. He's beaten the likes of Mo Oba. Mo Oba was the 2019 champion, and he beat him, beat him like twice, seven, two. He trashed Mo Oba. Yeah. I've never seen someone that young, that good uh, in FIFA. 
and he's so young to the point that he can't actually compete in FIFA competitive gaming right now. It's just, mm-hmm. it, that's also insane. So I, I foresee big things for him. Uh, I think he's, he's also being managed pretty well. I think his growth from a marketing standpoint has been absolutely insane. Uh, how Red Bull Gaming has actually kind of managed it. You know, uh, and I think uh, they are also trying to keep him because you know, I think uh, they're trying to also kind of protect him in many ways. Uh, but he's still very, very young. But that is an absolute talent. So my my big my big uh, I say my, my my big prediction in terms of a trend is FIFA getting bigger. The game still gets shit though. Uh, we can have a long talk about that also, fair. <laughs> and then round round round, you're a bit out of it, but uh, we can have a long talk about that. Uh, and uh, and Anders Vergang will be the best player in FIFA in, in the coming years. What do you think, Fred? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I have to agree that, you know, FIFA will get bigger in terms of esports. I mean, not only FIFA, you know, but every other titles in the esports industry, you know, it only gets bigger every year. Uh, more money has been pumped into the industry. Uh, for FIFA-wise, whether the game is going to get worse, uh, it remains to be seen. But I think uh, for the next season, uh, which is end of this year, you know, people will start uh, playing on the next-gen consoles, which is on the PS5 and the Xbox uh, series. So, uh, from what I know, from what I've heard previously, you know, is that, you know, the game engine is going to change. So, mm-hmm. it all depends with this new game engine. So, I think people started to hate this current, you know, uh, FIFA is because of the Frostbite engine. So, yep. You know, hopefully, you know, EA will improve the game engine, whether they're going to improve it to Frostbite 2. Uh, it remains to be seen, you know, but, you know, hopefully it's... They don't disappoint their fans again. Um, because it's yeah. really frustrating to play FIFA these days. Uh, yeah. Even players are, are frustrated as well. You know, it's It can be really quite demoralizing to play FIFA sometimes. Um, you know, but... You know, I, I, you brought the comment about the engine, right? But I find yep. that, I mean, the engine is one thing. Definitely, I think a new engine. I think that the engine has... But you see, when FIFA first started, it wasn't that bad. Though. It always is like me, yep. right? When FIFA, I remember FIFA 3 started, it wasn't that bad. You know, two patches and all. Somehow, the gameplay absolutely gets... Uh, yeah. uh, regresses pretty badly. Um, and I have no idea why, you know, whether it's through the patches. You know, I don't know whether keeping the patch, keeping it unpatched across will also make a difference. But it yep. seems like always seems that it's better when we first start playing it, and then yeah. you get aggressively worse. Um, and I don't know whether it's uh, they are trying to balance the game or things like that, things that they're seeing. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's, it's such a weird thing, you know. We've gone through like probably three FIFAs where yep. the game regressed pretty badly as the patches go along. So FIFA 19, FIFA 20, and now FIFA 21. I'm still enjoying this a little bit better than FIFA 20, if I'm being super honest. For Although, sure, for sure. It's still an extremely frustrating game. Uh, there's still a lot of, and and for for it to be an esports, I find I, I like I said I, I I still believe that it will be huge. And the reason why I'm saying it's huge also is because of uh, the additional things that are coming in. So you know the fact that you're seeing a lot of football clubs, you know, are really investing in it. They see the value in it. I seeing a lot of like actual footballers, you know, investing their own money actually creating teams. This year alone, I mean, how many footballers have created teams on their own? Uh, yep. We know Mesut Ozil, uh, Gareth Bale. Um, Tons of Gullit himself, you know, uh, Ronaldinho, they all have teams or they have been, uh, Aguero himself, they've all yep. been somehow involved, you know, within the team. And this is something that's huge. I think that, because football in general will never go, so football will always grow. But now the fact that there is a lot more, you know, um, I would say like, uh, there is more depth or weight now to it because real footballers, real football teams are also looking at it seriously. So I think that's, that's where I find uh, the growth, I guess, yeah, that could happen. I mean, I would like to have a say with regards to FIFA, be it uh, 2021, 20, uh, but I actually stopped playing. Uh, <laughs> I'm really sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, not, I, I stopped playing games as a whole. Even uh, COD, I've stopped playing. Uh, it's, just, it's just amazing to see like uh, players like you guys uh, shared, uh, Gareth Bale, uh, Kun Aguero, uh, Neymar, uh, who started gaming as well, uh, be it FIFA. And also COD. I know I, I watched a, a, a clip of Neymar playing uh, COD. Uh, it's really interesting to see uh, all these players getting Neymar's involved. Really good man. The thing that's scary is that like, Neymar is that good at the game, man. Like like yeah. like, like, like but but Neymar is actually really good in court, man. So 
that's actually quite that's quite that's quite interesting actually yeah man like, like one one interesting nugget is that you know diego jota from liverpool yep he's so good in fifa he actually like competed in the qualifiers do you know diego jota oh, actually wow, amazing wow competed in, in the europe qualifiers he didn't do well uh, in the qualifiers but the fact that he got verified and actually competed in in the qualifiers pretty pretty insane yeah so, that means you're good enough <laughs> so he actually took time off to play in the yeah, qualifiers I think I guess so. I mean, in the afternoon, but I don't know when the matches are. But you know, there there, there was a there was a screenshot of him, his uh, ID actually playing. So it's pretty insane. But he's been actually playing thirty, and he's been playing weekend league every week. <laughs> that's, that's also that's another crazy. crazy. Actually, there's no. He's not the only footballer. There's a couple of footballers that play 30, 30 weekend league games every week. Yeah. So I know. Yeah. So for me, that's insane. I mean, think about it. You know, like that's why I said the world now. Uh, it goes back to that second point we're talking about how you know the mainstream world versus the gaming world are starting to really combine you know yeah. and now you get the football world and the e-football world is combining you know and you're gonna and, and that's just not just fifa another thing that's also like you look at uh uh, uh f1 so f the f1 the f1 esports world has actually grown so much during the COVID time the COVID era so that world is also the the, the professional is uh, EF1 and F1 racing itself. So it's pretty insane that there's always not two things. You can actually play it virtually or you can play it, uh, you know, in real life. And then it's actually respected the same. And I think that's a huge, huge, uh, huge, huge, uh, you know, bump to gaming. Uh, to me, that that that, bring, that makes gaming, you know, uh, something that people can respect. Like like now, I, this is my message to my father. My father used to say, hey, kenapa kau main bola on the sofa? I, now I now you know why I main bola on the sofa because you can actually make as much money. Not maybe not yet lah, but you can make quite decent money playing bola on the sofa compared to to before, I guess. Yeah. All right, let's so, move on. Uh, what what yeah. what's next on your on your agenda, uh, Fair? Okay, next for my agenda, you know, um, so this is twenty twenty one. Uh, for those of you who might not know. This year, uh, Sea Games will be back. Uh, I think it's scheduled mm-hmm. for, I think it's in December, November, December. So, the thing about Sea Games is for, for those of you who didn't know as well, you know, the last Sea Games in Philippines, you know, eSports uh, were, is included as a medal event. Uh, so, I think I read, uh, I read the news, you know, a couple of days back, you know, uh, it seems that eSports uh, is going to remain as a medal event uh, for this year's wow. C Games. Yeah, uh, it's really nice to see because I mean, for the last C Games, you know, one of my ex-teammate uh, from Flash, uh, he's currently playing for Resurgence now. Uh, he's a StarCraft 2 player. Uh, his name is Thomas. He actually won the silver medal for Singapore. So awesome. it's our first medalist uh, for in the esports category. Uh, it's nice to see. Uh, so the fact that they have really, you know, uh, decided that esports is going to be in. Uh, the next question is, what games are going to be selected? Uh, I know the previous C games, you know, FIFA was not selected as one of it. I think it was Dota. It was Mobile Legends, uh, Starcraft. I can't remember one other game. If I'm not wrong, it was NBA. Yep. So this year's C games will be held in Vietnam. Um, Vietnam has always been pretty big uh, with Counter-Strike uh, over the years uh, with FPS games and fifa uh so yeah you know hopefully fifa will be selected you know maybe we may see one of the ftrd boys or you know or other other fifa players from flash you know uh who can represent singapore and hopefully you know get the first uh medal you know for fifa in a regional event like a proper regional event or like sea games uh what do you think about this yes no nah, man, I think I, I would love for that to really happen. You know, that's also another validation, right? You know, I, I heard also not just Sea Games but Olympics also. Uh, when the Tokyo Olympics was supposed to happen, there was going to be an esports section. Uh, that's also one of the big things that was actually driving, you know, the news news within uh, within Tokyo Olympics. So these are all validation for for our industry, right? Like you know, it's no longer just you know kids playing in their rooms. You know, it's actually a real event. You know, and I can't wait. I, I really hope that that uh, there will be you know more uh, more kind of like crossovers like this where you actually you know uh, where where there is that uh, the element of of the real sports versus the e the virtual versions of it, um, and 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 it's it's a really really good sign. It also shows that you know the the gaming industry has has grown so much. 
you know, for, for it to be looked in, in that way. Um, not just from an ideology of fandom. I think this is this. If you ask me why all of people why they're doing all of this is because they are trying to get the younger people to to kind of view. Because honestly, we don't think about it, right? Anybody within, even in my age group, and I'm older than most than, than both of you, right? I don't really care about Asian games as much, man. Can only imagine they all caring about Asian games. Who gives a, who gives a real crap about Asian games? But if you say that League of Legends is in Asian games, or you say that you know PES or FIFA is in Asian games. Oh shit. I might want to watch it and that's what they want to do right they're trying to pander they're trying to understand the low the, the, the younger audience a little bit better and this is what the younger audience is is all ones man they don't care too much about sports you know one of the scariest things right is that i yeah. think a few months ago right i brought my i brought my daughter uh to play basketball i have i have like a, i have a basketball at one point this was before covid she was more than a few months ago so this was before covid you know, I have a basketball. My daughter always see me watch basketball. Say that she want to go and play basketball. So I brought her to a basketball court. I brought her on a Saturday at five p.m. The basketball court was freaking empty, bro. Like there was nobody playing basketball in the in, in the basketball court. During my time, uh, on a Saturday at five p.m., uh, I have to like compete just to actually play in the court. Uh, I have to do three on three or five four on four to have a spot, you know, just to freaking play. I had the whole court to myself. And then what I saw at the void deck just nearby the basketball. A group of kids playing mobile legends within each other we you all play soccer and avoid that man <laughs> exactly you know people play football and avoid that this as i say dulu when you cannot play in the court last time i used to play soccer on a basketball court you know we find all yeah. ways to, in, yeah, to do things right but the problem is right now people don't care about that you know what they're doing they're just playing mobile legends like i see there's one the mama shop bawa right just beside mama shop with the padudu right uh, there's a place to sit near the mama shop that place yeah. is forever cool with people playing mobile games. Uh, I've seen them play Mobile Legends. I've seen them play all kinds of weird mobile games. And then it's not just by themselves, eh, with a group of guys. That's where all their friends are playing mobile, mobile games together. So, see, that's, that's, that's the world we live in now. That is the future that we are currently at. So, which means uh, it's smart for the uh, Olympics community and the Asian games community to understand that, hey, you know, if I want the younger people to come in, I need to kind of make sure that there are things that they can they can look at and they can enjoy. So I think that's where all these games are coming up. I, I totally have to agree with Yas with regards to playing basketball during the weekend because I remember uh, back in 2008 or nine, uh, I think I played with Yas before on a Sunday with Taufik Batisa, with Mark Bonafide, <laughs> with Jaheed. Yeah. Uh, it was at Pasiris in Dinosaur Park or something like that. They were crazy ballers, <laughs> man. <laughs> no joke, but... Also, yes, man, uh, like I can see a lot of like kids at the Void Deck no longer play football, no longer play uh, whatever games we used to play lah when we were younger. Eh? Now, block everyone... Block catching dah tak ada dah. Dah tak ada. No more. So now everyone is on their mobile. But at the rate uh, that we are moving towards all this esports, e-gaming, e-this, e-that. I just hope that one day, world peace, we will go at war only using mobile or, uh, or, or, or computers, no longer killing one another. We just take it to the, to the, to the computers, man. Uh, COD for life, Singapore representative. Uh, then we have uh, other countries. I mean, that will be positive, uh, but uh, I can only dream of that. Uh, but yeah. like I, uh, like what uh, Fair said also, it's interesting to see that uh, all these sports events are including all these esports uh, in their events. And I, I don't know because Yas was sharing with us a link earlier on today uh, about all this ex-NFL uh, NFL sports person, right? We're talking about whether esports is truly uh, uh, a sport. Yeah. You watched yeah. that episode, Revang. So... Yeah, yeah, it was an amazing, amazing show. They were yeah. so passionate about it. Maybe you can share a little bit about yes about this. Yeah, so I think the podcast is called I Am Athlete. So guys, you can actually search it on YouTube. Uh, it's a really, really uh, cool show. It's actually headed by a few uh, ex NFL players. Uh, uh, one of them I, I know really well is called Chad Osochino. So he's actually a yeah. huge FIFA player, huge FIFA fan. Like he literally in that in that podcast saying like, ask his wife, what brings the money home? He actually says FIFA. Exactly. So he's actually a FIFA streamer right now, uh, but he used to be a, a, a wide receiver. So these are all like extremely physical, big black dudes, man. Like literally, like you know, they are physically extremely imposing. They've probably been, you know, at the top of their physical, uh, you know, uh, 
physical uh, the physical be at the top you know for for most of their life so i think one of the conversations that they had was you know the validation you know of of gaming you know one of them basically said that you know gaming isn't isn't a real sport you know or gaming yeah. isn't something that someone should do you know uh, like he actually to say if you're 20 years if if you're under 20 years old just to to have fun play gaming but when you're a bit older you know go get a job you know you shouldn't be playing games but then the other there's another the, the the other side was basically saying that game is the outlet though you know i think one of the comments that he said was that gaming saved me or something like that because you know i think when when you go through uh, a lot of all of this uh, you know when what like for me that's how i love gaming right i have a day job it's a very stressful day job you know i i, I work on a million and one things you know uh, every day you know i have family I have, so my life is always you know topsy turvy a little bit so the constant that i have is that every few days i get to actually on my on my ps4 and actually play a bit of fifa sometimes that's also stressful in its own way but i still enjoy doing it so for me that's that's the the the, the outlet right everyone needs a specific outlet so i think what what they were trying to make that point is that you know gaming you know um, should should not be kind of looked down on and then the best part he actually started saying that now gaming is starting to stream he's making money out of it and you know and some of these people are actually making more money than they probably had in their nfl careers yeah. so the world is different you know when they were probably when they were probably nfl players you know and they are all alpha guys right super alpha jocks yeah. you know you know and 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 you know gamers are usually a bit nerdy but the roles are kind of reverse reverse i mean you look at face clan half of them are all freaking like stats man you know but they're all on face clan you know they're all fit as shit you know but they are, they are technically gamers also so a lot of gamers now also they actually take care of their physical health and it's actually really and i think and i think fair you can speak to this a little bit more right like gaming mentally is probably one of the most strenuous things that you can ever go through when you actually talk about competitive gaming more so than any real sports could ever have the pressure is unreal the stress to your mind is unreal so you got to be in physical fitness you got to be physical fit so i think it was a very interesting conversation i think it got really animated really heated but i think the point of the matter is that it's really good to see that you know uh former you know nfl players you know uh, there are a lot of them actually seeing the value of gaming in their daily lives in their life after after nfl so, so it's very exciting podcast i would really employ well shot i think the reason why we share was hopefully one day we can have that kind of setup with a chef coming and giving us food in the middle of our <laughs> podcast that would be the dream you know like, you know they have like a chef that would just join in the middle of podcast and then you say what we'll give them like freaking tortillas and everything and it's like what the hell the dreams uh. so, yeah. so yeah i agree guys go check that out that's a really really cool cool uh cool podcast okay uh i have one more last i i, I mean could be already 47 minutes so i think maybe we can I, actually look I, at yeah one more last uh, i think uh one of the trends that i'm going to see and i've seen this a couple of times is that fashion uh collabos with gaming with gaming entities is going to go through the roof um mm. you'll be very surprised you know uh there have been a couple of capsule collections uh lv did something with league of legends lv yeah lv did something with league of legends uh uh anti-social anti-anti-social club did something with face clan razor did something with waving ape um so these are all like small smallest brands these are huge fashion brands that are very high net worth somehow uh, all of these collections are all picked up and sold out in minutes you yeah. know so i think you're going to see a lot of that uh moving on uh you know uh, there's going to be a lot of fresh uh, you know high end fashion going to be playing in this space simply because in the audience that you know there are a lot of also rich kids uh playing games i think i always talked about this the whales AKA me, I'm a whale uh, when it comes to gaming. So the whales in gaming you know, spend a lot of money in games. So I think there are definitely you know areas where where they feel that they can kind of increase their branding and also, like I said, you know, bring their brand awareness and make them look young because the gaming audience gives them weight into the younger audience. So someone like LV might really be popular to everyone, but if they want to make them cool, you know, being associated to gaming is almost the best way and this to me is like literally the best thing that has happened to gaming because everybody thinks i mean probably your time fair and maybe my time uh, and round time also gamer all nerd don't know how to wear clothes like you know all nerdy specs hey hello lv wants to wants to work with our industry guys you know uh bathing it wants to work with our industry now i think this is an extremely proud moment for all the nerdy boys or nerdy girls 
you grew up, you know, uh, probably make, being made fun of in some form or way for for loving uh, for loving games. I think this is the best validation when you know the brand the alien wanted is now actually <laughs> the brand all the aliens wanted in their time is actually now wanting to work with the gaming audience. So that is gonna grow. That gonna there's gonna be more of this uh, capsule collections coming out and. Like I said, I think this this past two, three years, right, it's just validation. The word I would give about the gaming world is validation. We have now validated ourselves as, you know, uh, a part, you know, of uh, uh, of of, uh, of everyday society so that we are now accepted. We are no longer pariahs, which we all used to be. You know, we are no longer, you know, the weird ones. We are actually the normal ones. The ones that don't play games are the weird ones now. So I love that. I think that is really, really awesome. Uh, I think it says a lot about you know uh, how the growth of gaming. So yeah, that's my next one. What do you think, Phil? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, like what you mentioned, all these brands, you know, all these fashion brands are coming in. And you know what? I don't think it's only the big brands, like those middle tier brands, uh, yeah. also you know slowly coming in. You know, like I I won't be surprised if you know brands like Vans, you know, started coming mm. in. You know, because I think Vans also cater to you know the teenage gamers. Uh, would be nice to see as well, you know. I mean, Adidas has really been in the industry for quite a while. I mean, uh, aside for apart from from fashion, you know, I think we will start to see more automobile companies getting involved as well. You know, like I think me and just know that uh, there's a team sponsored by Audi. Uh, yep. Yep, and that team actually competed in Singapore in two years back for uh, one of the FIFA yep. qualifiers, and. Yep. So I, I was I was managing that event. I was helping out the event as well. So, uh, these players, uh, I think they had three or four players. So every player had their own Audi fetching them to and fro. Whereas the rest of the players had to take those forty seater bus back to the hotel. Except for these four, I'm like, wow, these guys are really amazing. You know, they have their own driver. I uh, yeah, you know, uh, I think other automobile brands who should be coming in as well uh like you know esports the is is growing every year you know like like what i said earlier um even food companies as well are starting to invest in esports you know like i've read you know dominos and pizza hut already starting to you know invest with esports team so i think uh i think give it another five six years you know you probably see more industries slowly getting involved with esports yeah, and I think the reason why is, um, you know, a lot of these brands, and I kind of give you guys a bit of, you know, uh, you know, insight into why brands, you know, are willing to actually spend. It's actually, they are being shown data that the awareness levels between the gaming audiences are huge. It's just a huge opportunity for them. So they look at numbers of people playing games. They look at numbers of people we have who have gaming affinities. And it's usually uh, an audience that is bigger than, than most audiences in FL. And one thing about the gaming audience that people uh, probably would not know about is they are a very loyal audience. They are an audience that that uh, that if it's their own, right, they know how to take care of it. That's why the growth of people, companies like Secret Lab and Razer, they started out, you know, being for gamers by gamers. And that's always been their motto for both of them, you know. Like Secret Lab owners were actually StarCraft competitors yep. before. And, you know, Ferran knows them pretty well. The Razer, Razer guy also was actually an avid gamer before he started out. And he started out really small with actually gaming devices that was really popular. So it's really exciting also to see. And I, I know I think we actually had a really interesting conversation in episode one. So guys, go to episode one when we actually spoke to Prasad. And he actually has a gaming um, a mouse company that's also kind of booming right now. So it's really nice to see that start, you know, like gamers supporting gamers, you know, in, in, their, in their growth. And then, and then they explode. And that's what that's what's happening right now. That's that's what uh, that's why brands are starting. And brands are getting late. You know, a lot of a lot of these new brands that are coming in, they're pretty late because the the, the ones that actually started from the jump are actually now growing in, in, in exponential growth. So it's good to see that you know more brands are coming, more money coming into the to the to the uh, to the industry. But I think one thing also to note because there's so much money coming into the industry, you're gonna get a lot, and, and the industry is so new. It's a bit of cowboy cowboy arena right now. So you're going to see a lot of things also might not be, you know, uh, no, 
like you know misuse of funds you know within within esports companies we've seen a couple already you know uh, or, or maybe not being able you know to to get to not for the companies not to understand the roi the return on investment for whatever i put in because that is still a black hole we don't know we don't know whether that will equate to actual sales like you know like like for example like something like like pizza Hut, right pizza Hut not so bad no pizza Hut actually has a link to gaming and it is 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 junk eating uh, we have players in FTRD that does that quite a lot also. So I think maybe there's the link. <laughs> uh, but you know, like certain certain things are like like uh, I, I can't I can't name a brand, but some brands they just want to get in because it's hot, right? But then we don't understand whether that will actually affect the downline, will affect the business itself. So I think th I think there'll be a lot of you know uh, ways for us to, to to find out that I'm doing some of that work in my daily job where we're trying to trying to to ensure that you know our clients uh, are able to kind of see some sort of return on investment whenever they actually execute within the gaming audience and it's so far so really yeah, so far he has been successful in some of the campaigns I'm working but I think there's still a lot of work in this industry it's still very new. Uh, but it's very exciting, uh, and it's very exciting for I think the three of us to be to be involved you know, in gaming some form of way. So yeah. you know, like like Rao, you know, you're doing, you're 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 bringing artists into 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 the Twitch streams, you know, and then me and Phil, you know, we're, you know, the three of us are so working on FTRD. It's fun, uh, you know, it's fun that, that you know we are all in some form of way touching the gaming industry, and I just I just foresee it being you know even even bigger in, in the coming years. Yep. I have to say, like. Um this gaming industry like gaming industry as a whole it's not only just for gamers i i feel it uh i i feel that when i introduce my friends from the entertainment industry into this world this e-world there are so much things that they can put their hands into one of those are basically content creation yes yep. They, they can play games uh, once we show them like uh, a bit of clips on how they set up their equipments from zero to hero setup basically. Like a good experience that I had was with Young Raja. Uh, he was so open to anything that I suggested, what, I, what he needed for, to, for him to start a very good uh, stream. From nothing to he has the... Maybe he has the best setup. He got a Brio, Logitech Brio, which is 4K webcam. I am still mm -hmm. using the 922, C922. <laughs> He's using the Brio. So that shows how much uh, all these uh, people who are dedicated, who wants to be a part of this industry, uh, they, they're willing to spend. And like I said just now, like uh, content is king. Like uh, you may see all these professional gamers doing their thing, competing very, very well, winning competitions. But... Aside from that, they have fans who would like to know what they do uh, behind the scenes. Not only uh, through gaming, they want to see like, how they prepare themselves uh, before competition starts. Uh, the diet, like we have FTRD, we have a couple of videos that are ready to be up. Like FTRD boys are going through a fitness regime, like what uh, Yas and uh, Fair uh, shared just now. We have those clips that we will share with you guys. And also, we have clips that uh, how the, the players actually prepare themselves for big competitions. Like one of those are preparing for the FIFA qualifiers. So we have those clips that we are going to put out to share uh, with you guys because we know that there are a few uh, followers or, or, or fans of Kun, fans of uh, Vlad, fans of uh, Zeke who streams frequently. Uh, on Facebook, and they would like to know how these players actually got themselves into an esports team. And and for Singaporeans, it's like, what the hell is an esports team? Like, how do you get yourself into this? So we have people online that would like to see, would like to learn, would like to take something back and may maybe manipulate and be a part of this experience. So content creation uh, are something like... Uh, the key for you to also make money through branding. And this is when brands will come in and sponsor you uh, to do your thing, basically. Uh, we, I have good friends uh, from Armageddon, uh, Adidas. Hey, I'm not a gamer, but for them to be watching my content and giving me that support, hey, Rao, especially Armageddon, special shout out to Armageddon, man. They built the whole setup for me just for me to create content and for them to just celebrate uh, that someone is actually doing something for the industry. And with whatever they have invested in me, 
I am doing it for FTRD. It's an investment for FTRD to show what we are capable of doing and how we actually do our things. This is no longer uh, a, a, a fan club or a, a, a social club thing. This is serious. Like I want to tell you guys, when I participated in FTRD, I never thought that it would be this serious, guys. I told the both of you like many times. Like the first meeting I sat in, I never thought that it would be like it's a it's a it's a crazy uh, moment. Like, hey, you need to be serious. You need to be doing this, doing that. And now uh, I've been in the it's team for, for you. Yeah, it's 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 new. It's new, guys. It's it's basically you going into an office and kena mara from your bosses and all. I kena mara from yes a lot of times because our players they don't want to follow the schedule. So basically, this is like serious, guys. And let's yeah. not talk about. Let's not even touch on investment we have that opportunity which let's not talk about it but we know it is yeah. possible guys so this is just my take um, it's 59 minutes right now I just want to share with you how real this thing is and, and I just want to share with you from someone who does not know anything about the esports world whether this is real guys I'm telling you this is real man for real for real man and I really would like to thank uh, Yas and Fear for getting me into this world, man. I may not game, but my job is to make sure I make all of my players, the team, look freaking good. That's all I want. I'm sorry if I take it, uh, if I took too much time, but please yeah. go ahead. No, I think I think that's that's uh, really, and, and I think honestly speaking, I think I'll probably speak for Fear. So we couldn't do it without you, Rao, because I think what you've also brought to the team is also another layer that we probably never had. I think me, Fear, we probably lived in our old world for quite some time. You know, when yeah. it comes to to the team itself, you know, having you, you know, uh, you know, being the bridge, especially. So, like I say, this whole what 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 we've talked about in this whole podcast has always been the fact that the worlds between the mainstream and gaming is slowly merging and merging and merging into one. And I think you are a definite part of, you know, FTRD now merging into the mainstream. The content we put out, you know, uh, the way, the way, uh, the, the, the art direction that we're going for, you know, it's actually brought a certain kind of, you know, uh, I would say it's made me proud in, to, to be part of FTRD. I'm sure the, the rest of the team also feels that way. And I think that's what we need. That's what I think um, we hope to see moving forward with a lot of brands in 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 gaming. Yeah. The, the fact that you know collaboration between the worlds are happening. You know? yeah. So it's not just purely just gaming, gaming, gaming people, but you know the fact that we are actually now collaborating people who don't have that. It doesn't matter if you you game one day or or five hundred or ten years. You know you're a gamer, right? In some form or way. So we all treat you the same, and then you both provide that value with for us. You know to kind of showcase the work that we do also so yeah definitely though i think we we at uh ftrd have a lot to to work on i think um i think overall 2021 looks to be another exciting year for gaming um the other thing is also like you know there are so many like crazy games i heard gta 6 is coming out soon and i really oh, can't wait that game that one i will buy my ps5 for that literally that, i won't buy ps5 for fifa but i'll buy ps5 for gta 6. Uh, it's my favorite game of all time so i can't i can't really wait for that um and yeah man i think uh, overall you know it's uh, a lot of work on our end also being in the gaming industry to kind of you know navigate these waters especially especially now uh you know we, we won't like i said we don't have to talk about it but we're moving into different levels you know of of our of our gaming uh, little gaming team that we have you know we are moving to the next level soon uh, so i think that's that also really really exciting for all of us but but yeah man so fair any closing words about 2021 you know how you feel about the whole thing um yeah no as i mentioned at the start no 2021 uh hopefully things will get better for all of us it definitely is for the gaming world you know, apart from what Yas has mentioned, you know, uh, what he's looking forward to, you know, like, uh, you know, we are going to expect more tournaments for the rest of the year. We are going to see lots of them. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, when COVID eases off, you know, we get to see more world championships being held, like the biggest tournament in the world, you know, like the the international, we want to see another story like the OG, um, yeah. you know, and all this makes esports even bigger and bigger. You know, and you know more players are more you know they are aware of what esports is you know and brands 
uh, will also you know know more about esports and that's where you know they will start to to come in so you know um it's been rough you know for all our gaming event organizers from all over the world you know because of covid they can't you know do actual live events everything has been online uh no doubt online is actually you know uh, easier for the players you know but of course in terms of you know gauging for rank for rank for rankings and all this you know it's not really fair because you know of the latency issues uh, so hopefully uh for 2021 we get to see more live events you know as covid eases off um apart from that you know um also like to you know, to wish everyone you know stay safe as always you know if you're sick you know please see the doctor <laughs> yes we all want this situation to ease off and we all you know want to start our normal life once again definitely man definitely okay so wow it's been a fun podcast i guess you know coming back yeah. into the day i think we're gonna keep keep this cadence you know you'll be a lot more frequent guys uh we, and uh i i can't wait for the next episode of what what that might be we have no idea yet <laughs> uh, we'll probably think about it right after this uh but yeah man around any last words on your end Yeah, of course. Uh, I think uh, I just want to remind everyone the reason why we are doing this podcast is basically to educate, uh, to yep. share uh, what uh, this e-gaming world or this e-sports world is all about, and uh, it has potential to help or to 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 not to save the the, the economy lah, but maybe lah. But it helps uh, everyone to stay occupied. Uh, if you have any ideas at all to share content, to do what you love online, to share it with your family and friends, because I have to say, like ever since this COVID started, I have a lot of my machi, pachi, uh, you know, like aunties starting to like go on Zoom, uh, having e meeting with uh, the other machi. Sharing uh, recipes online. I mean, it helps the the community to grow. Uh, I mean, advance in all these evil things, lah. Basically, so it's very very positive, and I really hope that you guys can help us to share this uh, this love, so that all of us can improve as a community, uh, and 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 can can be better uh, in in life. And I really would like to thank every single one of you who has been uh, very supportive towards this podcast and helping us share, uh, showing love. And I really hope that you guys will continue to do so. Thank you so much.